You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi. We should do a swap. That's what we'll do next. That would be amazing. For those of you who don't know, that means swap each other's podcasts. <laughs> not oh, swap. oh my god! Yeah, just oh to be just to be clear, I don't want to throw that out there. Uh, Listen, and if that is being thrown out there, we haven't right had a full here. discussion about the rules and regulations. People have made up their mind this now. This is the audio. This is the audio bite that you're going to put out. A thousand percent. <laughs> we're going to put out there. We're going to get those listeners up. You're listening to The Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. I yeah. wonder if people can guess who you are just by your voice. But now that I say that, you're obviously going to be in the title of this show. So that was That's such a so stupid true. thing to say. <laughs> I, I'm one of those. I have such a hard time hearing my own voice, though. Do you have Same. that? Like, is, is that way? Because we percent. hear ourselves one way. And then when we hear it externally, it freaks me right out. So I, I have like a my kids are not allowed to have their phones on full volume if they watch my stories because I'm like, no, I'm so annoying. I literally can't. I cannot. Uh, I cannot it's relate to this more. Ryan has his volume on like 25 and he's beside oh, like beside me on die. the couch listening to me. I'm Mm-mm. like, can you not? Mm-mm. I'm anyway, just trying to be supportive. I know, quietly how the, supportive. I know how the algorithm works. I don't want to swipe away from your stories. I don't want to ruin your numbers. So <laughs> when I so accidentally nice. when I accidentally stumble on your stories, I see them all the way through. Even if there's like 47 what stories I for the day. I may put it beside me and watch something else, but I won't flip. <laughs> no, you're not actually watching me. Okay, hold on. When so we have I, Sarah, Sarah Landry, yeah. the bird's papaya, yeah. in case anyone yes. was like, I actually don't know, and I didn't look at the show notes. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How are you? I love that you watch the story, though. I have to loop back to that, because every once in a while I see Shane watches mine. He doesn't really go on Instagram, but when he does, I'm like, what are you doing here? Like, I feel yeah. so invaded. I'm just like... <laughs> I I am so uncomfortable. I know. <laughs> We're intimate in every way, but please don't look at my public information, which I tell thousands of people every single day. Yeah. Like it's different. That's for strangers. That's this for sure. is for you. Right. My dad does that, but he doesn't tell me he watches my stories. And then I see him and he'll make, he'll like allude to something that I said in stories. Oh, oh, and then he'll just oh. like wait for me to like acknowledge the fact that I knew he was creeping on my stories. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I think weird. I just get into a zone where I'm like, I'm just chatting with my girls. Yeah. I'm just chatting with friends and then I'm like right Uncle Pete is also here Uncle right. Pete 
also is here. Hi, Uncle Pete, if you ever listen to this. Sometimes you listen to my podcast. They listen to one episode of my aunt's like we had to skip over a little couple parts there. And I was like, no. Oh, my God. That's so awkward. <laughs> but it's part of being a podcaster. That's yeah, part of the, sure. what we wanted to talk to you about today. But I feel like maybe that's just something that we can go into right now. So okay. shall, we, shall we go, shall for, we go it? for it? We always, uh, Celine. Um, so you've been podcasting for quite some time. You are like yeah. a professional. So like. we, you are, well, <laughs> sorry. I'm I, that's legit. so like, you're right. That's not a good word. You are a professional. But I don't feel it. I always feel on the outside. I think people you're need not. to know that because I think I had such bad imposter syndrome about ever having a yeah. podcast because it felt like everybody had a podcast. And right. so I kept delaying, 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 even pushing out episodes. And now I'm like four years in and I still feel like I'm somehow like faking my way through this thing and I'm like no you've been doing it for four years it's legit it's real but I have a it's a really weird mental game but I Mm -hmm. also kind of love it I love that even though you can like see the charts you can see the numbers you can see the growth like people will even be like oh I listened to your podcast it's still just this weird thing where in my head I'm living in a different world from that Mm -hmm. and I think that's been overall beneficial but it is a very bizarre world when you just the legitimacies of it and I guess like like you guys look like you have like such a beautiful setup and I'll see all these people and they've got video equipment they're doing so well at everything and I'm like I'm still just scrappy in this little room that I podcast in and and I just have to validate myself that it's a real podcast and we're doing the dang thing we can totally totally relate we just had our three years this is our basement by the way so (laughs) thank you for saying it's such a nice setup we have two microphones and a basement (laughs) and two chairs that don't match before we we, honestly we podcasted upstairs spare bedroom spare bedroom and it was like it was not a nice setup in the back. Like your yeah. setup looks nice. Like it's, it actually is nice. It's just there. my office to be honest, but a lot of times it ends up being like the dumping zone because it has a door mm-hmm. to it and it's mine. So when I yes. get stressed out or people car- are coming over, it's where I dump everything. Yeah. And then I'll climb over it for like four <laughs> months and every podcast I'll be like, Oh, so excuse the Sorry. background. We're just going through things right now. I'm just moving things around. No, it's <laughs> literally always like this. This is artwork that has been here for six months that I keep saying I'm going to put up on the walls. It, you know? It's chaos. It's who I am. I'm really owning it. it I but I, I am always impressed when people seem to have it together. And we then I realize that almost none of us do. I know exactly what you're talking about when this it comes to like having these high expectations for yourself when you look mm-hmm. at everyone else's and they're they're shooting their podcasts in like five different cameras, all <gasps> 4K. It's amazing. We got this it's like amazing. nice little zoom set up <laughs> and thank God goodness we've got jake because jake makes this look like it's much bigger than it actually is in terms of uh vis- visibility or whatever yeah. visuals but it's it's funny to me like the worst thing that happened to all of us is covid and the best thing that yes. happened to this podcast is covid because a mm. it made it happen but b people had this generosity in terms of like well they know you can't be face to face with people so mm. zoom is now okay it is podcasting acceptable. podcasting in your basement is okay so For us, it was like the most cost effective way to ever do a podcast is in the middle of a pandemic because you don't have to have a studio. You don't have to have a set. Your expectations are next to nothing. People are just happy that you're talking to somebody. And here we are and we've been doing it. And I don't know if we'll ever change it because it it's 
everyone's accessible. The pandemic was a great equalizer. We no mm-hmm. longer, there was nobody who had an, ad, there was obviously advantages uh, like with technology and stuff where people had certain equipment or like could quickly spend thousands of dollars to create a setup. But for most of us, we're like, this is very scrappy now and everybody's scrappy now. Exactly. Your favorite podcast now had this tin can phone call sort of sound to them yeah. that we'd only ever heard before when it was like a reporter calling somebody's sister of somebody who got yeah. murdered and you're like listening to that sort, you know, <laughs> what i mean like they're always like investigators were like oh i only listen to crime podcasts i should probably note that oh so, that's no, so the only time you ever heard that like sort of audio happen on a on a podcast so the the pandemic was a really great way mm-hmm. for it sort of to equalize and give a lot of podcasts a chance i think too and then now we're coming into the space where it feels like okay if you have a podcast you also have to have video and you also have to have this and it's like ah everything is it's intense i know i have two questions one is, have you ever heard of the podcast called Sweet Bobby? No. Oh is it a my God. podcast? I will send you the stuff later. It is the most oh messed up. It's like an episode. It's the I think it's only like six episodes, but it's basically okay. about a catfish okay. story. And it's the most <gasps> insane story I've ever heard in my whole life. Oh my but gosh, I will send I you the info that. later. Okay. And for everybody else listening, like look up the podcast called Sweet Bobby. Sweet Bobby. I'm okay. not a podcast listener at all. Yeah. And yeah. this podcast sounds like something I would have listened to, but I'll tell you why I won't. <laughs> One evening, we got away from our children and had a date day. It was nice. It was lovely. And I didn't get one single word in during our date because I heard every (laughs) millisecond of all six episodes. I guarantee you, I could tell you, I can tell you that entire podcast, the six episodes verbatim, but was, did I haven't listened to one ounce of it? Didn't it it sound amazing? She honestly, Brittany should have a podcast about that podcast. Shut up. You have you to know listen what? to this it. This is the thing. I listen to crime podcasts because for whatever reason, this sort of terrifies me about myself, but I find them very relaxing. I spent <laughs> like the first legitimately from the age of five till about 25, I had night terrors. So legitimate oh. night terrors. I was constantly in fear of something bad happening to me that I was a very, like I couldn't even sleep in a house alone. My parents had to have alarm systems. I slept with a personal alarm. I slept with a butcher knife underneath my pillow. I was that not was okay. For I also so long. slept with a knife under my pillow. I was just constantly afraid. So crime podcast somehow like brought all of those fears to the forefront and then made me realize like a lot of these circumstances are either entirely random or somebody that you know. And so I'm like, make good choices of who you know. And if it happens, it happens. Like you have to be aware, but mm. the fear, living in fear really just made my life so small and so terrifying all the time that now when I'm driving, I listen to I either listen to crime junkies or right now they've actually like skinned episodes of that sounds bad to say skinned about a crime thing, but Dateline, like Dateline, the show, they've taken the audio now and they've made it episodes of podcasts. It is so good. And you hear that like booming voice and it's like, oh, it's so mysterious and well done, well produced. So I find them very calming. I struggle with highway anxiety. So it just puts me in a different space and it makes me face this like fear I had for over 20 years and I don't have night terrors anymore. idea that validating that there are really bad people out there is what you needed to no longer fear the fact that there are really bad people I out know, there. I know so much. I know that we on average pass 35 murderers in our lifetime. Stop. 35 each of what us do you will mean? pass 35 like murderers. Like in the streets, like we've crossed paths with 35 murderers. You can Google the stat. So How there's does like somebody weird- come up with that? 
Like, how do you find? I guess I guess they've done it by like how many people exist, and then just like the cross check with how many murders there have been, and like those. It's just a weird little stat, but the even even one, even one, the reality is we've like crossed paths with a murderer. It doesn't mean they're a serial killer or anything like that, but. I mean, crime has always, I think women especially, because if you look at true crime, it's usually women that listen to it. I'd love to know the psychology behind why we find it interesting, fascinating. Are we preparing ourselves? Is Mm -hmm. it our anxiety speaking? I think we already create the scenarios that are so terrifying anyways, that sometimes facing them feels to me relaxing. And for Mm -hmm. other people, it makes them so scared that these things could happen at all. But I've already run every horrible scenario that could possibly happen. Every time Brittany goes out for dinner with her friends or goes out for drinks with her friends, I stay up until she's home. And I'm not saying I don't stay up. I don't stay up because I'm like, I need to know when you're home. Mm -hmm. I stay up because I need to know that you're home. Yeah. 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 It makes the way our parents were make so much more sense. Mm -hmm. eh? Like I was always like, can you just like, why do I have to have a curfew? Because they wanted to go to bed is why we had a curfew. Now I realize. Now I know. I have my kids like I have the little like I can see where they are and stuff. And there's been a couple of times where my son's just like dropped the ball, like genuinely like playing basketball and he like he's going and he's out somewhere and is literally playing a sport and not on his phone. Yeah. And it sucks because now we have this like monitoring system. I want my kid to be outside and enjoy his life. And at the same time, I'm terrified for that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. giving them the freedom in this sort of world is uh, it's an it's a new reality. And I'm a catastrophic thinker, even beyond the whole 20 years of night terrors my son at one point the school called and was like hey he's he never arrived and we it was maybe two minutes it was maybe two minutes but I pulled over this the car to the side of the road and I was all the way down to oh my god we have like I this sounds horrible but this is the reality of catastrophic thinking I was like how am I possibly going to speak at his funeral? Mm-hmm. Like I went all the way down to, I'm never going to see him again. This is what's going to happen. I've had like really bad. I think when you have children, you start to do that where you start to like envision scenarios that things could happen mm-hmm. with Bowden. I've had them more than any of the kids. And because I'm like a little woo woo, I'm like, was that a sign? So then he goes missing. Literally it was an attendance error, but he, they called us and was like, he wasn't, he's not here. My ex-husband was like, I dropped him off. And we had this two, minutes of standstill of right. our son is missing and in those two minutes my brain went all the way down to the worst case scenario mm-hmm. but what I've learned about catastrophic thinking is our brains trying to prepare for the worst it's our brains trying to be like okay we are practicing we're practicing mm-hmm. for what is potentially about to come I don't know how we got all the way here but that's like well, a we reality. Did. I love it we did <laughs> I think a lot of people relate though. And I feel so bad when I talk about it. Like my son was missing. I already was planning his funeral, but like, that's where my brain went. That's what happened when I can't get a hold of them or when I'm waiting up for them to get home, I go to the worst before I think Mm -hmm. of the best. And I, I, it's huge. Shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, yes, the old allergy congested accent. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks. What? You're not into it? It's not uh, not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms 
and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. And remember, only use as directed. Hey, Ryan. Yes? You stink. Um, okay. I stink too, don't worry. Everyone actually stinks, and it's normal to have body odor, just in case you needed a reminder. Okay, thank you for that. But the best part is, you don't have to stink. (laughs) Just try Lumi whole body deodorant. You're right. And Lumi's powered by mandelic acid, tackling odor for 72 hours from pits to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews, and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Stay fresh, everyone. Can I just tell you yesterday when or whatever day on Saturday, I was coming home from Sky Zone with a with our daughter and um, mm-hmm. Ryan and Cooper were home and I had called you twice. Okay. And I had texted you three times, nothing on the way home. I created this entire, this is so, I'm going to say this is super fucked up of me to do, but I, I did. My brain was like, okay, somebody got in the house. They've, they've killed you. And, clearly, clearly. and like the next time I call, it's going to be like, this is a picture of your daughter. If you don't come yeah. right now, like she's yeah. ours. Like that no, is, this is where this is, my brain went. Yeah. This and is I'm what like, I do. Why am I thinking about this? Like it was so weird, but then I'm like, okay. And so then I started to prepare, like, what would I do if they're probably going to know? And they have a tracer on my phone, so I can't go to the cops. Maybe I'll like flag down. It's so weird. I'm like, this is my brain. I need to just chill out a little bit so I can completely relate to that. Well, if I, if I may interject for a moment, the two of you have a very large platform which you speak Mm. from on a consistent basis and both of your husbands participate but are not active users in either of those yeah you would have a reality and a thought that crosses your mind that wouldn't cross our minds regardless because you put yourselves out there because people know who you are and for Mm. the most part generally have an idea of where ish you are in this world for Mm -hmm. sure um and so yeah there's a there's a significant fear in that because there are people who know a lot about your lives. Yeah, that's a, that's actually a good leeway. So I want to know, like, what are your thoughts on this? Because you, you have such an interesting dynamic. So you have, you have older children and now Mm -hmm. you have Lemmy. So Mm -hmm. I find like when I'm, when I've actually instilled, I I think I've given Riley, Riley some trauma, but like strangers, like when we're out, I have, I've literally said like, you're going to be locked up in a basement, chained to the wall. Like I've been no joke. So how do you kind of navigate this space with your kids? Um, 
because it is people can be a little crazy. And when I'm out and people address my kids before they even speak to me, it drives me nuts because my kids are like, whoa, like, who are you type thing? Like it, it well, freaks Riley me out. Is. Cooper's like, Hey, Cooper. Yeah. Cooper's yeah. Like, do you have puppies <laughs> or candy? Take a look at my truck. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll come with you. So do you feel like you've had to have these conversations with your kids or are they kind of just like, yes, I know. And like, how are you navigating it with Lemmy? Yeah, so I I definitely have um, a lot of thoughts on this. And there has been times where I've maybe been like, oh, because we're known, then that makes us higher risk. But statistically, that's not actually true. It's mm-hmm. much more random or it's um, people you know. So it's not usually like if you look it up statistically like it is sort of like an amplified conversation of like risk because Mm -hmm. it's like well like for instance someone was like would you ever do a house tour or would you not want to do that because then someone would case your joint and I'm like I wouldn't even think about that like that's not even in my realm of thinking again I just have of the belief that if somebody wanted to figure out something about you Mm -hmm. they would right and so sure maybe there's like more people that have that awareness or whatever but when it comes to the kids like they were a little bit older before anybody like really would come up to us or anything, but they have grown up in it. And I think I've had the same conversations with them that I would have. I'm actually glad it's pushed me to have bigger conversations about just like online safety. Mm -hmm. Uh, They seem a little bit more, not paranoid, but they seem like they haven't fallen for any weird messages. Like they're leery of everybody, Mm -hmm. which I think is somewhat good as opposed to just thinking that everything is safe and amazing and that we're just not going to ever talk about anything. And there's not a possibility of anything going wrong. If somebody is a parent and they're not on the internet or not on social media, I still think you need to have these conversations. Absolutely. I still think you need to have this awareness of like somebody could see you at the park somebody could see you at the mall somebody could see you like those random things are not uh, not usually mm-hmm. you know I saw something on social media and I followed it to these steps but sure. I'm also not an expert in this and I think with the kids being older and now Lemmy she was so fun to share as like a baby but now as she's getting older I am very much having that like decision making for myself mm-hmm. of like do I pull her off do I like just keep her like if you notice I used to have her in my posts all the time and now mm-hmm. I'm suddenly ha- I'm at this I'm at this time and I'll be honest where I like don't really know the right answer I don't really know what the right thing is to do mm-hmm. and everyone has like differentiating opinions and I've it, it's hard to sort of have all of the facts all of the opinions and somehow find yours in mm-hmm. that and make sure that you're doing a good job of it and I'll be the first to admit I don't know that I've had a lot of consideration for the great, like the longevity of the internet and things like that. I've had to really sit with it a little bit more. And I I've been just taking my time with the decision, if I'm honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I, and I've seen a lot of people sort of change their hearts and minds about all of these things. But I also, my kids are now all of age to be on social media. So right. we've had a lot of conversations about social media. I allowed them to be observers of it for some time before they were ever allowed to actually have accounts and be right. on it. They were allowed to have accounts to watch. For instance, like my two older girls were able to be on social media a lot old, like sooner than my son. So my son was like, this doesn't feel fair. I never get to watch your stories. I never get to see what Lemmy's doing. Aww. And so I was like, okay, you're allowed to have an account for observe, like observing only. And so he had an observing only account, um, that I still had all access to. Like it's technically my account. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that he could have that like interaction. So now he's 13. And I think this is where the conversation is like, okay, social media can be really damaging for kids, but Also, the reality is that social media is here. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to figure out the best I can through my own experiences, the facts that are out there, understanding all of this and somehow trying to translate it into 
your children while also being on a public platform where everyone is like has differentiating opinions about it. It is so tough. And I'm a bit of a people pleaser. So the second somebody will say something, I'll like my gut reaction is like, no, you're I'm horrible. I've done something really, really Mm. wrong. And the reality is we're all just this is very new. We're the guinea pig generation. Nobody before us like. I don't know. It's just a very, very different time. And we're, I think it's important that we're having conversations and we're having conversations about what's safe on the internet and what's not and how to approach strangers in public and not. But these are age old conversations that are in a new age of technology and it just adds a layer. And it's really weird. I mean, especially over the pandemic, my kids, most of their friends became online friends. They Mm -hmm. didn't have real life friends anymore. They had online friends. And suddenly it was like that. Oh, my God, this is like everything against what we've taught our kids forever to do. Don't like participate. I remember being a teenager and it's like being on chat rooms was the worst possible thing you could do. And now it's like that's all that's all they had for three years. And so we have to we had to change. We had to evolve to be like, how do you find safety within chat rooms? How do you Mm -hmm. come to tell us when something is going wrong and really, uh, being aware that like, we, we might get this wrong along the way, we might get it right. And it's Mm -hmm. really a new thing to navigate. Right. It's, it's very fascinating because you, you look historically fame as, Mm -hmm. uh, as a benchmark fame prior to social media was you were on TV and there you were an A, A list celebrity, B list celebrity, D list celebrity. And then all of a sudden this thing came up, which was a negative connotation at the, at the beginning was like, oh, you're Insta famous. Right. Mm. And everyone used that term to like throw shit at people who were known on, on Instagram. But now you start looking at it and like, if you are an A-list celebrity and you're not on a platform showing your life, nobody, nobody knows who you are yeah. anymore. So like Instagram, I would say Instagram probably being the, the, the number one for, for connecting a community together. Mm. If you don't have an Instagram account and people aren't on there, then nobody knows who you are. Mm -hmm. So this Insta famous is fame now. Mm -hmm. You go anywhere you go, I'm imagining people know who you are. Oh, that's Sarah. Oh, that's Sarah. Oh, that's even if it's even if it's like, oh, that's Sarah the papaya, right? Like, (laughs) yeah. Oh, all the time. (laughs) It's it's always there. And so it's it's so fascinating to me that you don't have to have this blockbuster of a career to be well known and documented. But on the flip side of it is in order to have access to that, you have to give access. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's, it's this like weird little entanglement that we find ourselves in. Um, and I just, it is being a kid and like going to a fan, like having to write into a fan club or like you had to pay $25 a month to be a part of anything to get a letter. We have access to the people we love and support now. And not only that, but we have the abilities to actually build real life communities in online Mm -hmm. spaces. I started this living six hours away from home and being so, so, so lonely and just wanting to find community. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's interesting. People always apologize to me when they see me in public and they're like, Oh my God, hi, Mm -hmm. I follow you. And they're like, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have. And I'm like, no, I literally talk in my phone all day to faceless people. Mm -hmm. And when somebody comes up to me and is like, I'm one of those faces that makes it real for me. That makes it meaningful for me. That reminds me of what it was like when I was 
in, in a time where I was watching everybody else and just, you know, getting through those long nights of nursing a baby or whatever those things were, mm-hmm. I like building community. Even like Britt, when you and I met, it mm-hmm. was like, we'd known each other forever. I know so it was, it was like so bizarre. going from one, like uh, the only thing was like, oh, you're taller in person than I expected. And mm-hmm. like, other than that, I was like, no, I've known you forever. Like, how would I, I know your humor. I adore yeah. you. I know your family. I've like watched you guys go through things that's real. That's Mm -hmm. a very real thing. And so I actually am somebody who has also watched my, I have a kid who doesn't have the same interests as a lot of kids at school. And she Mm -hmm. found community online and she found herself and her confidence and the ability to be herself by finding other people in these online spaces. When I went through divorce, didn't know a single person going through divorce, but I found people online that were. And when I see those people in real life, it's like such a, it's such a meaningful moment for me. And so I really always try to remember that like this is fame is entirely different. It is Mm -hmm. very, very different, but it's also equal opportunity that we've never seen before. Everybody has a phone. Mm -hmm. Everybody has the ability to pick it up and start creating. Yes, some people have a greater advantage due to many sorts of privileges along the way. But for a lot of people, even just the joy of being able to share their story, even for one or two people is a very meaningful thing that we didn't always have when we were kids. When you put out content, and I'm sure you've experienced this so much, and something um, goes viral, or it is like really, really relatable to people. Mm-hmm. Anytime a video or a post does that, it's for me, at least it's twofold because it's awesome because most of the time the comments are amazing. But in those viral videos is where a lot of mean thoughts are yeah. as well. So <laughs> I just told Raya, I said, I, I have had to put my phone down um, because of TikTok and TikTok is TikTok like is, ruthless. It's and relentless. It's so bad. And I'm like, this is this sucks for me because like you. I really started this because I felt I needed a community con- to connect mm-hmm. to. And mm-hmm. when, a, when a video does that, I can no longer find myself in the comments to respond yeah. to the really lovely ones because yeah. the negative ones much. put you in such a messed up headspace. Yeah. And like, how do you personally, because everybody has their own kind of mm-hmm. mechanisms to deal and cope with that. But how do you find yourself if like, do you just take a, like a full stop? Do you have, do you vent to Shane? Is there friends? Because it's a hard thing to navigate. Yeah. And there's a lot of shame that comes with it because it feels like all eyes are seeing this and must believe it. And let's be real. People will hate follow you or they'll randomly see it. And they'll also collectively have conversations about with each other about why you're the worst thing in the world on your page on your own page. (laughs) And so it's a very interesting dynamic where you're like, I want to be open, honest and like create these spaces. And also, how do I keep doing that? When you come under attack for things, I actually am going through it right now, but there was a time that even on TikTok, I posted a TikTok about like marrying your coworker mm-hmm. and all of a sudden that. these like comments came up about how Shane and I had actually had some affair, that we had had an affair and that we come together. Keep in mind, I met him after my divorce. He was dating somebody and then they broke up and sometime later down the road, we became a couple. This was, but the whole conversation was she started working there and then two marriages were dissolved and all of, no, he wasn't married. It just, and I was like, where did this even come from? Where is it stemming from? And why are so many people a part of it? And like, you kind of have to just, and it's awful because then you're like, did we do something wrong? Should mm-hmm. we never like it just it puts you in a space where you're like you you almost feel gaslit about your own story and your right. own experiences and your own truth. And a lot of times I just like 
I close up. I turtle up so hard. Mm -hmm. And Shane will usually see it and he'll talk and he'll be like, what's going on? Like, what's happening? And then um, I basically will be like, people are saying this and it's just awful because I know the truth, but it's so hard when people don't want to hear the truth. They don't care about what it is that you have to say they've decided they've made a decision Mm -hmm. about you and that's that and it's not just the viral stuff it's like the people who are actually looking for that gotcha moment I Mm -hmm. recently did a uh photo shoot that was part of the this is the first time I'm talking about this this is the thing that's like in real time so if I cry I'm sorry Guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from Good Vibes Juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. Good Vibes Juice makes all natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. They have three different shots to choose from, Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. The Sick Day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The Get Well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the Turmeric Daily has turmeric and chamomile. My personal favorite is the Turmeric Daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for a soothing tea. And here's the best part. Visit goodvibeswithansjuice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with Good Vibes Juice. But I went down to LA and I did a photo shoot for the body edition of women's health. And so I always expected that people were going to have shit things to say about like how I'm not healthy enough to be in the magazine or whatever they, whatever they want to allude to without knowing any facts whatsoever. But the reality is, was that these photos, I was styled differently than I normally would. It was somebody else taking the pictures and I had food poisoning that week. And so I was probably a little puffier in the face. Doesn't really, it all doesn't really matter. I'm happy with the photos. It does look different than like I normally look, but people saw these photos and decided that for every other time I've ever been on social media was a lie because that looked too different from how I normally show up online that every single time they've ever Mm -hmm. seen a video of me must have been filtered to look like something else when I have struggled with that in the past. I've struggled with over filtering myself and really having to like want to be like, you know what? I want to be better. I want to not do that. I'm trying to like work in this space and share my journey, but also like it's hard. It's hard, especially as a woman when like, it's never enough. It's never good enough. I'm sitting here right in front of you right now with like no makeup on, but this shoot, they ended up having to, they ended up having to shut the comments off because people just started piggybacking on it to the point that I was just vibrating and Mm -hmm. my whole body was in pain. I was sick to my stomach and I was like, it doesn't matter what I say. They have decided that I've lied. They've decided and people are like, oh, you're being awfully quiet. You fake as fuck bitch. And I was like, I don't even what do you want me to say? It's a different somebody else's creative. And I do different types of makeup Mm -hmm. on a day to day. I don't know what to say. There's nothing I can say in this no. situation. And all you have is your truth. Yeah. And all you have is who you are. And when at the end of my life, when I stand and I look at the history of it all, I hope to stand on the right side of it that I never do that to another woman mm-hmm. or I never do that to another person online. And I remember now so deeply when I see people going through 
drama and controversy and the dopamine hits that we enjoy when a TikTok, like two TikTokers are fighting and we like, wait, Mm -hmm. what happened? Let's get to the roots of it. I no longer want to be a part of any of that because I don't know the truth. And I know now how hard it is to go through that. And even on a, like a really fluffy side, when Shane got a vasectomy and I made him a cake, it was so viral of men being so angry at me for allowing my husband to get, or putting my husband in a position to get a vasectomy that they would have done anything to take me down. That was just comical. But when it comes for your character, it's different and it's it's hard. hard. And I feel like we're not talking about it because to talk about it is to, um, I don't know, complain about this world and that's not what it's about at all. But I, I don't think anymore that this is the type of career, if it stays on the track, it is, I don't know that I can do even the good stuff very long. I'll Mm -hmm. be very honest about that. I don't know how people do this. I've been doing it for 15 years. It's never been like it has been the last three years. Mm -hmm. It's never been this bad. You know, I used to say to Brittany in the early stages, you always get the, well, you put yourself out there. I hate that bullshit because mm-hmm. the, the truth of the matter is you don't put yourself out there to get ridiculed. You put your, yourself out there to build a community, to build yeah. a support system, to to provide content for someone to help their day or when you have when you have a platform like this you have the opportunity to bring in professionals and have conversations that people aren't having and give them access to things that they don't have it's not coming on here to get shit on Mm -hmm. but i i used to say to Brittany, and we we have this saying and i'll I'll keep the actual saying to ourselves but if it's not true it shouldn't offend you Mm. and we only get offended by things that we somewhat think are true that's not true anymore. No. Yeah. That's not true anymore. The problem is, and you nailed it when you said, when you don't comment back, people assume it's real. The yeah. problem that we have in today's society is I could say something, I can create absolute chaos and not be responsible for it. Mm-hmm. If the truth comes out and it's like, whoa, wait a second, that didn't, that's not true. That didn't happen. Sarah didn't do the X, Y, and Z that you said. What's the ramifications for the person who created that Zero. chaos? There's zero, there's no accountability, there's no responsibility, there's not even an apology that comes with that. And then all of a sudden there's this trail of space because people don't get the full closure that they need. You talk about Dateline, why don't I watch Dateline? Because at the end of the Dateline, I don't know the answers. Oh, you just don't watch the unsolved ones. I can't listen to the the missing. I I can't. And so when it comes to drama... There is no closure for people, so that loop stays open. And when that loop stays open, that doubt stays in, and then your reputation's tarnished because some Yahoo who, let's be honest with you, doesn't like their lives enough to care about what's going on in theirs and has to beat yours, they're not responsible for it. There's no accountability for it. And it's it's total garbage. I will changing. It's changing. There are creators who are starting to work with everything on the internet is not actually as private as they think, because there are creators now who have openly used uh, digital investigators and they have gone and taken down. They've filed defamation suits. They've let the workplaces of these people know it is. I don't think I don't think the track of what it's currently going on is going to last. Now, on Instagram, it's a little bit safer because you can block somebody and they're not able to create a new account to Mm. like do things like that. TikTok doesn't have that. But the reality is like, I do think that there is going to have to be some sort of an answer to this because you're right. People can say whatever they want. They can make outlandish claims. I just saw recently somebody, uh, it was like a celebrity and I don't know the real story the regardless, but he was like, you're going to push me to a point of no return. And we all know what that means. 
we all like, and it was just a very stark reality of this isn't nothing. Like this Mm -hmm. isn't just fluff comments and like, yes, you put yourself out to it. I, I am every single time I see creators and I ask them how they're doing. The answer is so muddy now because I don't know anybody who's doing great. I don't know Mm -hmm. anybody who's like managing this really well and has got it fully figured out because, and, and this is, this is somebody in a very privileged position. I have somebody who is, you know, uh, trans. I have another friend who is, uh, non-binary and I did a collab post with them once. And when I saw the kind of comments that they have to deal with on a daily basis, I was like, this, this isn't okay. Like there is an equal opportunity. We just talked about equal opportunity, but the reality is there also isn't because if anybody actually wants to be truthful online or be who they are, a lot of spaces just won't even let them Mm -hmm. without mass amounts of bullying and targeting towards them, their character. It's dangerous. It's it's a terrifying, Mm -hmm. uh, it's a terrifying time. And it's unfortunate because you know, on the pandemic, almost all of us spent all of our days on the phone, just being mm-hmm. entertained by, I was so grateful for creators during that time. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, I, we needed to laugh. We needed to see things that made us feel human. We needed to feel connected. And I think we also forget that typical creator careers are not, we haven't, we haven't even seen the longevity of them. Right. So yeah, people might make a lot of money for a significant amount of time and they have to spread that out like mm-hmm. a, like a 30, 40 year career would be. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of work involved your your actual profit is on the line and the line between person and brand is so gray now that when somebody comes to attack you the person Mm -hmm. you're also attacking uh the um livelihood of your team your staff the people Mm -hmm. that support you the brands that invested in you it's so much bigger but nobody they just don't care and it's unfortunate i just do think i have hope i have so much hope for humanity i have so much hope for people that i do think that there is going to be a time that we this there is responsibility and there is um accountability held for that side of things too and that it is it does become somewhat Mm -hmm. a little bit more I don't even know what the word is I don't even think the word is safe but just um that we're able to create in a way that maybe has some more boundaries yeah but like I don't I don't feel like like I, I feel like before and people still do this like I think one of my most annoying pet peeves about when somebody messages me and they're like, just ignore the trolls, just ignore them. And I'm like, Rebecca, I do. I, I ignore yeah. 99% of the people who are mean to me. Like, I'm just like, yeah. I'm not going to give this the space. And, and I think like ignoring somebody who has zero posts, zero, li- like that's a troll who's, who's just trying to get the best of you. And I've learned that yeah. over the past couple of years, like I don't even engage in that, but I think it's okay. And I do think it's important every once in a while to address publicly, like this is not okay. And for me to mm-hmm. say, this isn't okay, isn't giving them power. I'm mm-hmm. just letting everybody know, like y- you can't do this. And Ryan made yeah. it, made a comment about, you know, while well, you put yourself out there, that doesn't give an excuse, right? Like somebody yeah. said to me the other day, it was so, it was so awesome because I had said something on my platform about mental health and it was like my own journey and someone didn't like it. They were triggered. Mm, And so I chose, I just said, then unfollow me and then I blocked them. And then this person continued. Yeah. This person then found me on all of my other socials and started bullying me. And someone said to me, it would be like, if I had a small business, a store, and somebody came in and they were super rude to me and challenged my own mental health in my own store, I would ask them to leave, like goodbye. Yeah. 
it's the same thing. This is my space. This is my boundary. I'm telling you, you're not allowed to be here. And that's okay. Like I'm not giving them power. Yeah. The other thing is, is like, and especially for the two of you more so than me, you have to be careful on how you respond because cancel culture is true. Is mm. it's it's like instant, and mm-hmm. you say the wrong thing to the wrong person who has a platform to spread it, and then you become that person. And and going back to what you were saying before, you have an entire catalog history of who you are, mm-hmm. and they can go back throughout time and find out this is how you react to all of these things. Mm. They'll ignore fourteen years of of background you. And zero in on five seconds of you when you could have had a bad day, when you could have had a bad minute. You could have had food poisoning. You could have had food. (laughs) There's so many, like you talked about earlier, having a, what's it? Imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I read something the other day. It's like, imposter syndrome is only true if you haven't proven yourself to be able to succeed in in a category. So when you have evidence to support success, imposter syndrome is not imposter syndrome. It's something Mm. else. And so when you look at that and you flip it on the other side, it's like, I've proven myself X, Y, Z amount of times. You're going to zero in on this one millisecond and this is who I am. And this is the narrative moving forward. How is that even remotely fair? And then to go back. And as we said before, if that narrative isn't even true, it's like you're ruining people's careers, their livelihoods. Yeah. This is how they put food on their table. It's like me showing up to your work and saying, you said X, Y, and Z to your boss, having your boss fire you. And I was lying the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and people, people forget that this platform is people's livelihoods. It is their jobs. It is their careers. It It is their opportunities. And they just throw out these things like it doesn't mean anything it's so impactful in people's lives it yeah it is and i and i honestly think that um i mean there's twofold of it like i actually leave up every oh um, i think almost every so i used to be like a totally different creator i used to like be full of diet culture and saying all the wrong things and i've left those up for a reason because i want people to see that people can change they mm-hmm. can change their mind they can grow and evolve. There's been times where a a creator actually called me out on an issue and we actually hopped on a podcast to have a very real conversation. I'm happy to be wrong. I'm happy to fail and Mm -hmm. fail out loud and fail forward. But it's, yeah, it's the sticky part of like when people just decide what's the truth for you and they get enough other people that you just irked or they don't Mm -hmm. like you. And that's just the reality. And they piggyback on that and create conversations and communities amongst each other to be able to character attack you in a way that is really, really difficult. And honestly, it's isolating and it's embarrassing and they corner you. They know what they've done. They know that they, they know that you don't want to create more eyes on that because even if it, even if it's not true, it doesn't matter. It, once mm-hmm. it's like out there, it's like a see. Do you ever watch that like How I Met Your Mother and they all like talk about the icks about each other? Mm-hmm. And then once they say the icks out loud, everybody sees them. Mm-hmm. That's how I sort of feel. So like I do have a little bit of like a bless and block mentality or like having honest conversations with people on the off chance that maybe we can like come to a common right. ground. But I listened to a podcast years ago by JVN and it was with a brain psychologist that talked about what happens to us when we receive negative negative comments and what happens when we reply. And the reality is it's brain damage, brain Mm. damage when we receive these comments and brain damage for both of us when you reply. And I will never forget that. So when I get into that, like, am I wrong for blocking this person? Am I like, 
am I creating a bubble environment of people mm-hmm. in this home, in this online space and home that I have? The reality is I'm actually also protecting them from the brain damage that can be caused if we get into it together out loud. And so I very, I very lovingly and with a lot of hope think, and you know, I, there's, there's a creator online that I just genuinely rubs me the wrong way. I've never been able to make sense of it. Cannot mm-hmm. make sense of it. So many people love this person. That is not her problem. That's mm-hmm. a me problem. And mm-hmm. you know what I did? I quietly unfollowed or I yeah. mute or I remove myself from the situation. Not everybody has that control. I will I will be honest. There has been so many times that I've like sat with my friends and been like, did you see what's going on with this person? Like, yeah. And now like the further I go down it, I'm like, you know what? That was wrong for me to do. That was wrong mm-hmm. for me to even outside of social media, engage in conversations about people that I just don't know the facts and I don't know them. And that if I'm bothered by something that they're doing and it's not, you know, hurting other people, it's a me problem. Mm-hmm. And I think the more that we evolve as humans, we have to start reflecting on I'm maybe unhappy or there's something that's bothering me, but that doesn't mean that this creator should be punished because of how I'm feeling or because of the experience that I'm having. It's my responsibility to unfollow. It's my responsibility to not create damage for both of us. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's, that takes a level of emotional maturity that I think, I think think a lot of people have. It's not for everyone. I love the fact that you're saying these things and I wish wholeheartedly that everybody who has shit to throw at you would listen to this podcast. But mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is the people who throw shit at you aren't looking to validate that they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course they're looking not. to validate yeah. that they're right. So they won't listen to this podcast. They won't get this perspective of you. And I'm sure you've had this conversation on multiple platforms. It's unfortunate because they're seeking information to validate their perspective. And this isn't the platform to get mm-hmm. it on. So no, they don't want to learn. So we, true, we, eh? we thank you immensely for having this conversation with us, throwing it out to our community and strengthening your community as a result. There are more people cheering for you that, that aren't, than are not cheering for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are the conversations and these are the reasons why people love you the way that they do is because you are real. Authentic. You do. You are authentic. You're okay with making mistakes. Um, yeah, we love you. And thank you very much thank for you. having this conversation. This is not where I thought the podcast was going to go. I love that it went this way. From from crime junkies to... Uh, it went everywhere. I love it. I love it. I love it. To, I think it's sometimes social. the conversations that you end up needing to have, yes. right? Like if I'm totally. honest, like this has been a wild last week and I felt so isolated in the experience. I think just even being able to talk about it out loud and be Mm -hmm. like, I don't know what the answers are for all of this, but I'm thankful to be talking about it and Mm -hmm. to be in a space that feels safe and to have that opportunity. And I think that we're, I mean, this is not a very funny episode. Very sorry to everyone that they didn't get the laughing version of me. I am no. quite hilarious, but I we'll usually get. <laughs> yeah, a thousand we'll have, percent. I think we're trying to get Shane and I both on. We'll have yes. a, we should do a swap. That's what we'll do next. That would be amazing. For those of you who don't know, that means swap each other's podcasts. Not <laughs> oh, swap. oh my God. Yeah, just, oh to be, my God. just to be clear, I don't want to throw that out there. Uh, it, Listen, and if that is being thrown out there, we haven't right had a full here. discussion about the rules and regulations. People have made up their mind now. The audio, this is the audio bite that you're going to put out. This is what we're going to put out there. <laughs> we're going to get those listens up. Yeah, that's what's happening. Did Mom you talk hear 2. that 0. the birds, papaya, and bostafi are doing the swap? Yeah, they did it. Yeah, it's already happened. It. Confirmed happened. here. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sarah. Awesome. Thank you guys so we'll much. Talk soon. Truly appreciate okay. you. Bye. Take care.
Hey, everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group, and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how. And work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself.